0: Hey there, my name is Cindy Liming, your host of Your Daily Dose of Awesome, where I talk about adding a little more awesome into your life. I feel like I say this every week, but once again, this week has been very challenging emotionally for me. However, I was looking at my private messages on my Anchor app and literally Right when I needed my own little dose of awesome, I received this very nice audio message from the podcast host of Level Up, DeAndre Evans. Hey, what's going on, Cindy? This is DeAndre Evans tuning in from the Level Up Daily Podcast. I just wanna say thank you so much for the value that you're putting out here. I know we just connected on Facebook through our private anchor community group there and as promised, I said I was gonna check you out. I love what you're doing. I'm glad I checked you out. I love the positive affirmation that you're putting out, the positive energy and the little dose of awesomeness that you have. Just to sprinkle that on top of everything that you have going on. I love it, I love it, I love it. And again, I appreciate you for doing doing this. I know a lot of people will soon find a lot of value in your podcast. So continue to push out as many episodes as you can. Continue to deploy out as much knowledge as you can. And again, let me know if there's anything that I can do to help as i love to assist you. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much, DeAndre, for that message. Anyone who has ever put themselves out there, whether it's like a podcast or a YouTube video, or maybe your career lends itself to putting yourself out in front of large groups of people. It is so nice to get a compliment from someone. It really meant a lot to me. I was terrified for a year or more to do a podcast, so I cannot tell you how much your feedback means to me. So please, if my podcast has been helpful to you in some way, let me know. You can also subscribe to the show on whatever platform you use to listen and never miss an episode. And lastly, please share the episode. If you feel someone you know could use a dose of awesome, you can also share the episode, I believe, by text message or email or on social media. I know most pla- on more- most platforms there's an option, a share option, and um, it looks like a little rectangle with an arrow pointing up. Anyway, so lately, I'm feeling like I'm on a desperate mission to save the world. This week at school was pretty much the same. As I mentioned in my last episode, I like my job, but there are things that are very frustrating about being a teacher that are just out of my control. And I'm not going to go on a rant about it, don't worry. I think I already did that last week. And I know you're not here to listen to rants. You're here to listen to awesomeness, and I tend, intend to bring you just that. If you have teens and younger children, you know that parenting is not for wussies, and our kids often think they know everything. For example, when my seven-year-old gets mad, and it just seems like she gets mad kind of easily, (laughs) it's brought to my attention of what an awful mom I am, and when she's in one of her rages, I am the meanest mommy in the world. But for the most part, my kids are pretty good. But they too at times think they know it all, and this week one of them called me out. And since some of you know my kids, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but let's just say one of them opened my eyes to one of my weaknesses. And I'm not going to say what it is because it hurts me too much to say it out loud, and believe me, it's eating me up inside, so I'm not going to say it out loud, but I'm certain I'm not alone in this. I'm betting a lot of you can relate to having your child yell at you, and most of the time you can shake it off, at least I can most of the time, and just say to myself they're just kids," and. What do they know? But have you ever been able to admit to yourself that, yes, they actually do know this time, and you are indeed being a ridiculous parent? Well, that happened to me this week, and I intend to fix it immediately. And please, please reach out to me either in my Facebook group or a voice message on Anchor. I could really use the assurance that I am not that awful of a mom. So anyway, as I was crying myself to sleep that night, and please know, I tell you these things, so hopefully you can relate and know I am a human too, and not just a voice in your speaker. Um, I scrolled through Facebook, and I stumbled upon a very interesting article that I feel the world should read. And I'll add the link to the show notes in the description of this episode, and I'll also add the link to my website, which is www.yourdailydoseofawesomepodcast.com. The article is titled Reasons Today's Kids Are Bored, Entitled, Impatient, with Few Friends, with Few Real Friends. It's a short and sweet article written by, I think her name is Victoria Pruday, who is an occupa- occupational therapist in Toronto. Um, the article, like, I think somebody shared it on their blog. So I was kind of struggling to figure out who the exact author was. But I did send Victoria an email to verify, um, but I have not heard from her yet. But anyway, in the article, she writes about the following topics technology. Kids get everything the moment they want it. Kids rule the world. Endless fun and limited social interaction. And the reason why this article resonated with me is for two reasons. Because one, I am guilty of all the above. And two, since I'm a teacher, I see the effects on learning due to all of the above. So my plan for the next few weeks is to discuss each of those topics and what I'm going to do to try to fix my corner of the world. So the awesomeness I bring to you today is how to replace technology with more meaningful experiences. But first, a word from my sponsor. And now back to my show. I'm first going to read the article about technology, that part of the article. So um, using technology as a free babysitting service is in fact not free at all. The payment is waiting for you just around the corner. We pay with our kids nervous systems with their attention and with their ability for delayed gratification. Compared to virtual reality, everyday life is boring. When kids come to the classroom, they are exposed to human voices and adequate visual simulation as opposed to being bombarded with the graphic explosions and special effects that they are used to seeing on the screens. After hours of virtual reality, processing information in a classroom becomes increasingly challenging for our kids because their brains are getting used to the high levels of stimulation that video games provide. The inability to process lower levels of stimulation leaves kids vulnerable to academic challenges. Technology also disconnects us emotionally from our children and our families. Parental emotion availability is the main nutrient for a child's brain. Unfortunately, we are gradually depriving our children of that nutrient. And so that's the end of the technology portion of the article. So like I said, if you wanted to read the entire article, um, I'll have a link in the show notes and on my website. And also each week I'll be um, reading and discussing um, each of the topics that the author wrote about in this article. So first, I want to talk about what I'm doing as a mother, and I'm hoping it's not just me. I don't think it's just me, but um, probably a lot of parents do this, but... Um, It seems to me that as parents, we are possibly busier than our parents were. Maybe I'm wrong, Um, but my parents were very busy. And because I'm a single mom, and I know that throws people off because I am actually married, but my husband lives an hour away. Um, I'm a teacher, uh, so I have a second job. I am one of the two children ministry directors at my church, which is also an hour away. And in addition, like the rest of you, I'm trying to upkeep a home and a yard and shuttling kids to practices and events, doing homework with my 7-year-old and keeping a somewhat healthy meal on the table. And yes, my parents had to do the same, but back then, I'm pretty sure organized sports didn't start until I was in junior high. Now, my son Christian, who's 17 now... um, he played flag football, basketball at the Y, and did karate by age four, <laughs> and ever since then, he's been in some kind of a sport pretty much throughout the entire year, and I know a lot of these are choices, and I've thought about all of these choices I've made because I get, I'm very, very tired, and um, and I'm stressed. Not, not a stressed like there's bad things going on, because that's not the case, but like just busy stress like just having to constantly run to the next thing um but i've thought about my choices and so like in my mind i know i i could have tried to get a higher paying career like way back when i was in college i could have chosen something else but um i really felt that teaching was what i was meant to be doing so um and then i could move in with my husband so that we could have another adult in the house um I could have only one job and believe me, I have thought about how I can get more off my plate, but as busy as I am, I pretty much like my life. I'm exhausted, but I cannot figure out for the life of me, which of the things I'm willing to get rid of to make life, life easier. And I've put a lot of thought into that. I just kind of don't know what to do. Anyway, um, often I allow Haley, she's my seven-year-old, and I allow her to play on her iPad so that I can make dinner. And I've let her sit on the couch with her iPad so that I could eat a meal uninterrupted. And I've also let her sit on her iPad while watching yet another one of her siblings' games because we're always at basketball games or volleyball games or wherever. So I've let her um, look at her iPad during those games. It's horrible. It's horrible. As a teacher, there are tons of digital educational tools for us to use because the kids are no longer entertained and cannot learn unless they're being entertained. At least it feels that way. So like a fifth grader in my school will be exposed to any or all of the following digital programs in one day. Edelastic, Quizlet, Quizzes, Think Central, Google Classroom, Accelerated Reader, Netflix, Math I Excel, Kahoot, Google Forms, Cool Math, YouTube, Brain Pop, Google Slides, and I'm sure I'm forgetting something. And I don't think these things are bad. They are actually pretty helpful. <laughs> But according to the article, we are not helping our kids inability ability to process lower levels of stimulation, which leaves kids vulnerable to academic challenges. And that's a quote from the article, by the way, for example, like when we read from a book. And yes, I actually still read from a book with my students. We read from our science books, but I can tell that they are bored out of their minds and I feel like I'm losing them. And yes, we do hands on activities, and yes, we watch demos if i can 't do it in class. I totally believe science is a verb, but sometimes we just simply need to read the information out of the book. So, what can we do to help well, according to the author, here are the following tips this that she suggests, like from a parent perspective so As parents, we can surprise them with flowers, share a smile, tickle them, put a love note in their backpack or under their pillow, surprise them by taking them out to lunch on a school day, dance together, crawl together, have pillow fights, have family dinners, board game nights, go biking, go on outdoor walks with a flashlight in the evening. And that's the end of her list. And so when I look at this, because I want to know if I'm doing this parenting gig correctly or well. um, In my own children's lives, out of this list, I have smiled, tickled, gave them notes, danced, had family dinners, played board games, and went biking. In the past week, though, I've not smiled enough. None of them really want me to be all that close to them anymore, to tickle them. And I did send them notes to school during Valentine's week. And Haley and McKenna and I have danced, And Haley and I have played card games, and we had one meal together in the past week. So, um, I don't know. If you're like me, I'm a doer. Like, I want to fix things, and I want to fix them fast. And I realize that in this situation with technology, none of this is going to be fixed overnight. But I do have a plan of attack. So here are the things from the list and some of my own ideas that I'm going to try as far as um, replacing technology with um, with something a little more meaningful with my, my own children. Um, so number one, I need to smile more. I know that I am worn out and I know I need to focus a little more on self-care Um but when i'm around my kids i feel like i need to be a little more upbeat because um i just i don't think i have been when i reflect on my own moods lately so um one of the things i definitely need to do is smile more number 2 leave notes on their pillows i have and i've done this on occasion but it's been a while um and i don't know i'm hoping my teenagers will still be into that um I don't know, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it anyway. (laughs) Um, Number three, play more music in the house. Um, We've really gotten away from that. Like over Christmas, if you are one of my regular listeners, by the way, thank you for listening um, and welcome to my new listeners. But um, if you are a regular listener, you know that like through the month of December, um, the kids, especially it came kind of from McKenna, my 14 year old, Um, she really likes Christmas music. So we were one of those people were one of those families that were listening to Christmas music like before Christmas was even before it was even December, because McKenna really likes Christmas music. Um, and it was really like changing the mood in my home. Um, and then and then um, Christmas came and went. And then I did create a playlist um, from a lot of my listeners, uh, favorite energizing songs that they liked. And um, and we played that for a while and then we've gotten away from it a little bit. Um, But I definitely want to get back to playing more music in the house. Um, I really have enjoyed Christian and McKenna coming down the stairs and they're dancing. You know, it's like 630 in the morning and they would be dancing. And after school, Haley still does this. Um, She will tell Alexa to play music and she'll just get her groove on. And, um, And I have because I've been... You know, trying to spend more meaningful time with my kids. Um, Haley will ask me to dance with her, and I have gotten my groove on with her to a lot of Ariana Grande lately. Um, but I, I've, I've enjoyed it. I look ridiculous. Um, but nobody's watching, but Haley and and she likes it. So, um, so I encourage you, like you're in your own house. You're in the privacy of your own home. If your kid wants to dance with you, then, then give it a try. Because I can tell you, if you can force yourself to act that ridiculous, you're not going to be thinking of any of your other stresses. So, um, I have enjoyed that Haley, um, insists that mommy dances with her every day. Um, Number four, I was going to buy a light bright on Amazon. Um, my husband and I were talking about, you know, different ways we could um, spend more time with the kids or get them at least off of technology. And he brought up the light bright. And um, so I'm in my 40s. So if you are 40 and older, you probably do remember the light bright where you put those little pegs in and into this, like, lit up screen. And, the, um, and it would light up and you could make some really cool pictures and designs. And I was really excited about that because as a kid, I I loved LightBright, and so um so I got on Amazon, and you know they just have like this they have a new version, and I was watching a video on Amazon, and um when you push the pegs over, like there's a little stand like an iPad stand, I guess, and when you push the little pegs in the on the new version, it falls over. So um I don't suggest buying that <laughs> um. So anyway, so I started looking for like the retro version because the retro version was kind of like, it was a little bit bigger and clunky and it definitely didn't fall over the way it was built, but it was $265. Um, So I don't think I'm going to be getting that light bright. I was very disappointed. But So anyway, instead of getting a light bright, um, I want to encourage some time to gather off of technology. Um, I'm thinking of purchasing like a puzzle to leave on the coffee table. So I'm hoping that like when we're, we are in the living room together, which is not that often, um, maybe we'll just sit around and do that. At least that's how it's playing out in my mind. So I will let you know how that goes. Um, number five, I also had these conversation cards someone gave me. I think I got it like at a conference or something that I went to, um, but they were really cute. I don't, remember where I put them though. So um, I used to keep them on the kitchen table and we did used to pull out um, several cards uh, throughout our meal and talk about them and they were really good. So I'm going to try to find those, but if I don't, I'm sure there's something I can find on Pinterest that will work just the same. So I'll let you know how my plan of attack goes this week. But what can you do this week to replace technology? Please leave me a comment in my Facebook group, if you're not in the group, search Your Daily Dose of Awesome on Facebook, or you can find me at on Instagram at your dd of awesome or on Twitter at Cindy Liming. Cindy is C Y N D I and Liming is L I M I N G. And you can also find more information about this article and more on my website at www.yourdailydoseofawesomepodcast.com. And together, I believe we can change the world, my awesome friends. Let's do this, and have a great week.